afternoon, everyday leaders. I am coming to you. I'm excited because I have a special guest, not from the Facebook platform. He is the expert. He's the LinkedIn guru. So many of you ask me, why do you like LinkedIn so much? And my goodness, you know, we think we have a tribe here. LinkedIn is so much fun if you're a business owner, if you really want to build your brand, if you want to build your teaching community. And that's why Jeff Young, the LinkedIn guru, hashtag the LinkedIn guru, is going to spend time with us today. So welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Thank you, Melanie. It's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, we, we've done this uh, a Zoom session before. Uh, so this is uh, this is revisiting things, and and uh, we had a bit of a challenge, uh, not necessarily technology challenge, but a challenge getting it scheduled uh, a week or so ago. So I'm glad to be glad to, that we actually were able to use this time because uh, something opened up in my schedule, and it, this matched your schedule. That's that, that's you know that's the the beauty of technology. You can do it when you need to, and 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 as often as you need to. Oh, so, isn't that the truth? So yes. I, I find it you know I find it a little bit. Um, or ironic that we're actually streaming to Facebook because we're talking about LinkedIn. Uh, but, you know, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, I mean, LinkedIn has its thing called LinkedIn Live, which allows you to stream to all kinds of different media channels. So, yeah, I think I think it's OK to stream to Facebook. <laughs> I laugh about that. You know, it's the it's the priority, it's the licensing, it's all these things. You've actually been on LinkedIn for a very long time. So tell us about your history, kind of where you are. First of all, you're pretty local to the Midwest. So all you Midwesterners, yeah. um, um, tell us. I am, I am based in Columbus, Ohio. I'm born and raised in, in Ohio. Um, and and uh, I, I, I uh, really kind of have always been here. I've worked in many different places in the country and, and, and sometimes partially world. I'm not necessarily a world traveler, but I was a, uh, I was a road warrior, if you will, uh, for my 16 years worth of time with Ernst & Young. Uh, and I was, not a, I, I was not an audit or tax. I was a consulting uh, guy, kind of guy, management consulting. And, uh, and just to, as, as a brief background, about halfway through or about nine years out of 16 years, uh, I discovered my why uh, within Ernst & Young. I mean, you, you talk about that all the, I, I love, I love the, the fact that your passcode for, <laughs> for, for, your, for, for your Zoom session is why in yes. cash. Yes. Uh, because I discovered my why, and that was when I got farmed out on sabbatical from my management consulting practice to the organization organizational development arm of Ernst & Young, I got to train consultants about how to be consultants. And I discovered that my why was being a teacher. So that's why, if you will, that I also became the LinkedIn guru. Fast forward to uh, about 2008, when I actually retired, uh, I decided that I wanted to continue to network within a professional environment. And so I decided that I wanted to use the tool to do that networking. And so I asked my network, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Ask your, ask your buds, ask your peeps. Uh, and, and so I asked my network, what's the best tool for me to use? And every single person said, you've got to be on LinkedIn, okay? Well, I already was on LinkedIn. I've been on LinkedIn since May of 2004. I was actually one of the first 600,000 people that ever got on LinkedIn. And it was one of those things where that and a cup of coffee will get you, a, you know, a, a prize. But <laughs> actually, what it did get me was an actual 
an actual email from one of the founders of, of LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman, that said, thank you for being one of the first million. Okay, so, and again, uh, I, I let it sit there for all the time until I retired, okay, because back in the old days, you know, you weren't supposed to be on LinkedIn unless you were looking for a job. Ooh, oh, oh. No, that is oh, the stigma, right? Oh, you're a bad person. That was, that, that was the stigma because it was kind of like you shouldn't do a profile. You shouldn't really talk about that because then your employer will be like, oh, why are you connecting with other companies? Yep. That is exactly, I love that you said that. Well, and the value has changed so much over time. That stigma is almost totally gone. Mm -hmm. Obviously, LinkedIn is still a a job search platform, okay? I mean, it's not like monster.com. And oh, by the way, I'm probably dating myself there because nobody even uses monster.com anymore. <laughs> we used to pay, I used to be an executive recruiter for about a year of my life. And we used to actually pay uh, about 800 bucks a month for, for monster.com. If you can believe that, so if you, so if you want a cheap product, you can, you can buy LinkedIn now for a whole lot less than eight hundred dollars a month. Uh, but at any rate, that when I when I got into the LinkedIn and I figured, okay, if I'm going to learn how to you know use LinkedIn, I'd be, it had, you know I'd been on LinkedIn for four years. It was sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, I'd established a profile. It really didn't say much. It looked like my resume. Blah 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 blah. You know, it was blanding instead of branding. Okay. And yeah, and, and so from that perspective, and I got to give credit to a, a gentleman I know from Texas that, that does that. There's a really good guy on, on LinkedIn by the name of Kevin D. Turner, and he's the guy who has that phrase of blanding versus branding. I love it. So give proper credit where it's due. So I, I said, you know, if I'm going to learn how to use LinkedIn, what's the best way for me to do that? Well, the best way for me to do that is to start teaching it to other people because that's my why anyway, right? So I started teaching LinkedIn and I started teaching a couple of seminars a month and that became four seminars a month, which became six seminars a month, which at one point in time actually became nine seminars a month. And I went and looked at myself in the mirror and said, yeah, you're a retired guy. Why are you doing nine seminars a month? That's too much like work, okay? So I tailed it back a little bit. So I knew, now I do about five or six. But the point being is that, you know, I, I love doing it. It was fun doing it. I learned a great deal. And I'm continuing to learn a great deal, even this many years later. LinkedIn just turned 18 years old. Uh, you know, so LinkedIn can finally drink. I mean, excuse me, drive. Uh, and so, but not at the same time. And so, and so the, from that process, I started teaching it. And it was great because I had people come into my seminars because they'd really wanted to know more about this thing. It was so cool. Everybody, everybody says, oh, you gotta be on LinkedIn, but nobody knew why, okay? Mm -hmm. And there is a why for being on LinkedIn as well, but it's different for each person. I will tell you that. There are tons of different reasons for being on LinkedIn. So, you know, the, and to, 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 to tie a bow on the LinkedIn guru, okay? Hashtag the LinkedIn guru, okay? Uh, along about the, the, the first, after six months or so of doing this, one of my good friends who had come to like six or eight of my seminars, okay, and I don't really know what that says about him or about me. Either he's a slow learner or I'm a dumb, um, I'm a rotten teacher. I, hopefully it says neither of those things because LinkedIn is one of those things that you kind of need to have in bite-sized chunks. Learn a little, do a little, learn a little, do a little more, you know, kind of thing. He comes up to me after one of the sessions and he wags his finger at me and he says, hey, Jeff, you know what? You're a real guru at this. And I went, guru, yeah, I really like the sound of that. So all of a sudden I became the LinkedIn guru, okay? 
and that's where the brand started and that's where it took off and that's where it stayed ever since and and i think the best part of about getting the right kind of brand is that your 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 customers your people the people who know you give you your brand okay mm -hmm. so then it, i started calling myself the linkedin guru okay and, and again i i don't want to put on airs here a lot of people take offense at that oh oh you think you're a guru at this oh, oh aren't you aren't you hot stuff okay well th the point being is that when i looked guru up in the dictionary guess what the definition of guru is teacher the linkedin teacher my why, holy cow, I love it, okay? So I've been doing it that way ever since, and that has blossomed into being able to do a lot more online, doing LinkedIn you know, live sessions, doing Zoom sessions, doing, especially over the last year or so, okay? I, I've, done, I, I've done at least 60 or 70 seminars uh, over the last year or so, and all of them have been via Zoom. My preference as a teacher is to be what our, us teachers call butts in seats, yeah. with actual people sitting, you know, in front of you and you can actually get that, that, that energy going back and forth. And I can, you know, and I can see the, the deer in the headlights look, you know, from people. And, and I can also, you know, in, instead of having to listen for the thump, I can actually see their head hit the, hit the table when, you know, when I, when I've, uh, when I've bored them to death. So that's, what, that's how it started. And, and that's how it's going to continue until, well, until I get it right, how's it? <laughs> until you get it right. Okay, so I just changed this view. I don't know if anybody, you've actually got your Superman background. Right. I just changed this, and I don't think you can see it. I'm looking on Facebook Live here. It's but I changed background. it to the immersion view on Zoom. So if you haven't used this before, I love this. I do it on my Bible study in the morning. This actually put us at a classroom, so it's kind of like you're in a coffee shop. Ah. Um but I don't see it here. I see it on my screen, but I see it as a whiteboard on it's a, yeah, um, it's, behind it's white, me. So white background. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so all right. So we'll go back to uh, <laughs> we'll go uh, back really. to the regular view. I thought I would have fun with that when you said butts in the seat. It gives you oh. a classroom view and everything else. So it's really it's really quite fun. Um, I want to ask you. You know, when you started on LinkedIn, and so you've got bazillions and bazillions of followers because you have become the expert. And so how do you recommend for somebody that hasn't gotten on LinkedIn yet? So somebody that's in this group that's watching or it's going to watch this on YouTube. What do you think the best way is to show up on LinkedIn to get started? Well, um, I tell you that the, the thing about LinkedIn is that it is a networking tool. Okay. So, uh, and, and, and I, I don't want to take up too much time to do this, but I do want to talk about the approach that I've taught on LinkedIn ever since I really first started. And it's still just as valid today as it is back, as it was back then. Okay. If anybody looks at my profile and please do so, look me up on LinkedIn, you should be able to find the LinkedIn guru. Okay. Um, and if you do, please follow me because that's exactly what I want to have happen. I can, I, I can talk to people that way. You'll get a chance of seeing my content. You'll get a chance of seeing what I do out there. You'll get a chance of seeing, you know, and you can come to my profile anytime you want. The, the LinkedIn guru is over open 24-7, 365 uh, because it is on the internet. But here's my approach to LinkedIn. I, you know, back in the dark ages, when I went to school, there was this thing called the three R's. Now, unless you're of a certain age, <laughs> people don't even get this joke, okay? But the three R's back in the old days was reading, writing, and arithmetic. Exactly. You know, and they started, and spelling wasn't important because they started every word with an R. I don't know what that was about. 
But, and, and oh, by the way, for, for a kid from, from Circleville, Ohio, there actually was a fourth R, reading, writing, and arithmetic, and Route 23 North to the Ohio State University. <laughs> or at least that's what they told me. That's not actually the path I took, but I did come to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so I, I equate what I want people to approach, how I want people to approach LinkedIn to the three R's, but I don't call it three R's. I call it three P's. And whether you're starting out or whether you've been on it for a while, it's still an iteration through these three P's, okay? So let me give you the three P's very quickly. The first P is profile, okay? That's where it all starts because that's who you are. That's your story. That's what you want to tell people about yourself. That's what, as, well, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to go on to the second P, okay? Okay, the second P is people. You put your profile out there, so you got your story. Then you start to connect with people. And that's what the P really means, connect with people. Network with people. Find the people that you want. Find your tribe, okay, in essence, right? And then the third P, the best thing that you can do, and, you know, each of these builds upon itself. You put a profile out there to tell your story. You start connecting with people so you can start start telling that story to as many people as possible, okay? And then you use the third P, which is participate, <laughs> which is the one that really where, where the rubber meets the road because that's where it really starts cranking out there and you get to daily interact with people and you actually get to network with people and you get to, and there is a reason why of profile people and participate that that last one is the only verb because the verb denotes action, okay? <laughs> And you've got to do something on LinkedIn in order to get something out of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is not, I, I use this illustration all the time, LinkedIn is not a field of dreams. You do not build it and then they will come. It's, you, you build it and it just sits there. Okay, unless you do something about it. Okay. Oh, I love that. I just put those I just put those in the chat. So if you're watching this live, if you're coming back to this on the replay, the first one is profile, people, and then participate. So you can go back in here and just kind of look at that. But a lot of people, Jeff, they get it wrong, right? They say exactly what you said. I'm going to build my profile and then everybody's going to recognize. I'll put a hashtag on there and and they'll just they'll just find me. Or um, my company, you know, if I'm connected to a company, people will just find my profile. And it's like anything else. If you don't show up, no one is going to know who you are. So talk to me about hashtags. When you build your profile, how do you use hashtags? What's the appropriate way? I know Sally Illingworth was on my podcast uh, last year, and we were talking all about like why the metadata and all these tags matter. Yep. But what's your... Tell us about your perspective on this. Well, okay, so most people, well, and for quite a while, I, I don't know exactly how long now, probably, I'm going to guess five years or so, hashtags weren't even possible on LinkedIn. Okay, they didn't even have it. I mean, Facebook had hashtags and Twitter had hashtags long before LinkedIn actually implemented it. So it was one of the improvements that they made that you could actually use hashtags in comments, you could use hashtags on your profile, you know, et cetera. Now, so, so what is a hashtag? Okay, well, I won't go into a deep definition of it, but a hashtag is a way of building something that is totally unique to you that will help you brand yourself. Now, in addition to that, it is also a category of content. So if you're interested in productivity, you might want to go out there and look up and follow the hashtag productivity. Because if you follow the hashtag productivity, all you got to do is click on hashtag productivity and it brings up all kinds of posts about productivity. But you also want a hashtag that represents you. 
So I put that hashtag on my profile in a, several different places. As, as, if you look at it, it's all over the place. But the idea is to find one that is unique first, okay? Because if it's not unique, if I just use productivity, that is a brand or a category about content for productivity, but it's not, well, okay, I'll give you an illustration. Productivity is about the content category of productivity. Mr. Productivity is about me, okay? Now, that's not the one I use, but that is one that I actually gave a guy and he gives me credit for it all the time. He says, yeah, I got my hashtag Mr. Productivity from Jeff Young because he said, you are Mr. Productivity. And I said, well, why don't you start using the hashtag? And he did and he does, et cetera, okay? So the reason it's there is to brand yourself. Now, in order for you to find out whether or not you have a unique hashtag, a really good thing to do is go out to the world search engine and search for something that you are going to try out as a hashtag. So I searched for, when I started and was about to use hashtags, I searched for the hashtag LinkedIn guru, okay? Well, it was there, it was not overly used, but it was used, okay? So I had to find a slightly more unique hashtag than LinkedIn guru. So guess what? Since I'm from the, the city in the world that actually has the Ohio State University, you know, anybody who's from the Midwest understands that one, okay? Well, I became the LinkedIn guru, okay? And that is what made it unique. And that's what has helped me build a huge following and, and SEO and all those other neat three-letter acronyms that everybody is interested in as far as the internet is concerned. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a perfect illustration of this, okay? Putting that hashtag on my profile and then using it other places, okay? If you were to do a Google search for Jeff Young, okay? You know, that's a pretty common name, okay? I mean, honestly, I think if I, last time I looked, there were at least six Jeff Youngs in the Columbus phone book alone, okay? So that's not gonna be unique. And when you go out there, if, I, if I'm active enough, if I'm active enough on LinkedIn and, and, and out there on the internet, I might get lucky. And if you actually did the, the search, you might find me for Jeff, for Jeff Young because I might be third or fourth on the first page if I get lucky. And oh, by the way, since LinkedIn and Google get along really well, LinkedIn, you know, Google favors LinkedIn. So it puts my Jeff Young out there. It would be a link to my profile, okay? The problem is that I won't come out first and I'm only going to come out once, okay? And as far as Jeff Young is concerned, I bet you dollars to donuts that the first guy you're going to see is this Jeff Young guy who has a, has a Wikipedia page. I don't have a Wikipedia page. I don't even have a, I don't even have a web page, okay? So a Wikipedia page. And when you look him up on a Wikipedia, it says Jeff Young, the former guitar player for Megadeth. By the way, that's not me. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> now, now I, my hair used to be long back in the 70s, <laughs> like everybody else's, but no, that's not me, okay? However, okay, so, so if I get lucky, I'll get, you, I'll get one listing on a, on, a, on a page, okay? However, if you were to actually go out to Google and do a Google search for hashtag the LinkedIn guru, I get the first four solid pages of results on Google. It's all my stuff. And I didn't pay a single penny for that. It's great. And that's why hashtags are important. That's why hashtags are need to be used wherever you can use them. Okay? Mm, that's... Long answer, but, that, but it's made a huge difference for me. That is so valuable. I think um, it's so important. And 
you know, all of us can improve in that area because you don't realize every time you post, every time you do something to use that or go back and, and edit your post to make sure that it's there. Uh, Cause it really does make a, a huge difference. Now I wanna ask you about the profile when you go into your photo, making that a video and then, okay. well, I'll ask you that first. So let's let's talk about that first. Okay, well, first of all, the, the profile photo, okay? It's important, okay? And there are actually some best practices here. One of the best practices is that selfies need not apply usually, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, come I mean, on. You know, if you could take a really good selfie, go for it, okay? But it needs to be fairly professional. You need to be looking at the camera, you know, et cetera, okay? So usually selfies need, need not apply. And yes, it, and oh, by the way, even though we're streaming to Facebook, LinkedIn is not Facebook, folks. So you and a picture of your kitty cat fluffy do not belong on my LinkedIn. Stay off, stay over there on Facebook where you belong. That is, of course, unless a part of your brand is that you own a cat treats business, <laughs> then I guess, yeah, it'd be okay for you to have a picture of, you know, I mean, I have a, had a good friend who, who actually had a picture of her and her dog on there. And I used to use her as an illustration all the time because guess what? She owned a business called Paws of Love Treats. Duh. And she's a dog lover. And wouldn't your dog love to buy her treats? Well, of course you would. Okay. So, so that was a part of the brand. So <laughs> it needs to brand you. So, you know, I, I, okay, here's another small illustration. I get asked this a lot. You know, Jeff, would you take a look at my picture and think what you tell me what you think? Ay, ay, ay. I mean, that warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> okay, so so I'm going, oh, yeah, okay, fine. I'll be a nice guy and try to look at it. So I looked at a friend's picture and I and it looked pretty good. He was in a suit, okay, looked, you know, had a nice smile, et cetera. Okay, and I looked at it for a little longer though, and I had to ask him this question. I said, dude, was this taken at a wedding reception? And he said, yeah, how'd you know? And I said, well, the tux, the boutonniere, and the trellis in the background, we're a dead giveaway, I'm afraid. Okay, is that a part of your brand? Well, if you're a wedding crasher, yeah, maybe, I don't know. But, but, but if you're not, it, that probably doesn't belong. Okay, a, a very good looking picture. It doesn't have to be in a suit and tie, but, but put a picture in there that is the picture of what you are wanting to become. That's another thing about your profile. You should be not talking as much. Yes, you need to talk a little bit about what you've accomplished and what you've done in the past, but your profile should be focused on who you're trying to attract for your future, okay? That's why it needs to be, you know, a picture about what you want to become, not a picture about what you were. Mm -hmm. And another piece, of, another piece of best practice here. It's, they don't call these things headshots for nothing. So it probably should be from here to here, okay? A rule of thumb is that your face should actually take up about 60% of that circle, okay? And if your face takes up about 60% of that circle, guess what? You've got a good chance of actually being recognized when somebody looks at it on it at a, on a small device like this because you can't see how big you know, your, your face is. It, if, you're, if it's you, they're standing full, you know, full, 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 full view. It's you're a farmer, you're outstanding in your field. Sorry, that's a bad joke. I apologize. But, but, but the point- That's a Midwest you know, joke. <laughs> Well, in the Midwest, we'd make, we'd make yeah. but, but you know, they won't see who you are. So in order to be seen on, and properly and recognized, it needs to take up about 60, your face needs to take up about 60%. And you should be smiling and you should be looking at the camera, okay? and, you know, et, et cetera, because that's the, one of the, it's one of the most important things you can do because it's one of the first things that people are going to see about you when they come to your profile. Mm -hmm. That's so important. I love that you said that. Those are so many great tips because 
you know, sometimes we try to get it right and we just need a little bit of help. So um, hiring somebody to take a professional photo shoot, right? If you need to, if you're really trying to brand yourself, grab somebody. There's lots of people that are even interns in photography classes that say, hey, I can get your head in the box and, and make you look good and get the lighting right. And then, you know, we've got so much editing software, like really go to the effort that oh, you yeah. want to, yeah. to really represent yourself. It is different than Facebook. Facebook, you can change your profile. You can have fun. It's more laid back. Yeah. LinkedIn can be laid back, but you got to be with the right tribe to have, you know, that influence. Thank you for saying that as well. There's nothing wrong with being a human being on LinkedIn, okay? But be a professional human being as opposed to the sword swallower that you might yeah. want to be you know, when you grow up on. You How know, did you know? <laughs> Oh, really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, on Facebook. So, oh it, my. it is. It's extremely important because that those first impressions, you know, I, I'm sorry, this is, this is old and trite. I, I apologize, but you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. Don't apologize. It is so important. And you know, I hate, I hate to keep saying like certain generations do certain things. Cause that is not true. Like there are so many multiple generations that do the same kinds of things, no matter what age you are, no matter where you grew up, mm -hmm. it's just about how you think about yourself. So show up, show yes. up, right? Yes, show up. Well, here, here's, a, here's one final illustration as far as the photo is concerned, okay? I have a good friend of mine that actually also does LinkedIn training, okay? And I actually, I don't treat anybody as competition. I don't have any competition. I, 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 I've connected with trainers, LinkedIn trainers all over the world. But he actually had a picture of himself scowling on his, on his LinkedIn profile. But underneath then he also had in his headline, he says, why am I not happy? Because I've seen so many ugly profiles today. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, come to impress. <laughs> I love that. So what would you recommend? So um, before I go on with this next question, I do want to ask you on the profile, they just changed this so that you can put your hmm. um, phonic, uh, the phonetic, um, so me, you know, everybody says Milani Aki and all these things. So how do you do that to do the right, um, audio sound for people? I know you have kind of a song, which is really fun, uh, because you're taking off like Superman. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so tell me about that. They just, they just released that though. Right. Um, no, that actually the pronunciation has been out for a while. Okay. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that and then we'll talk about something called cover story. Yes, yes, yes. It's actually the video version of pronunciation, okay? So both of these two both of these two things are new features within LinkedIn, okay? One of them is about pronouncing your name, okay? Now, I didn't get it wrong because I could phonetically figure out Melanie, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I could have done uh, a number on Aki. <clears throat> okay, so, 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 you know, I don't want to do that, okay? So putting something out there that, that if you have a, a name pronunciation, you have 10 seconds, you can, you can put 10 seconds worth of, this is my name and how it's pronounced, okay? Well, it's also another, see, every single possibility, every single feature on LinkedIn is a branding possibility. So I put an old 50s introduction to Superman out there, okay? For people who are old enough and remember who George Reeves was, that's who I grew up with as my Superman. And it was, look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, okay? Faster than a speeding bullet. Maybe it'll leap tall buildings in a single bound, okay? Et cetera. That's what's on mine. 
because that's a part of my brand in case you hadn't noticed, right? Now, in order to do this, and I'm not necessarily a fan of the way that LinkedIn implements some of these kinds of things. They, they, they kind of, well, for lack of a better term, rob Peter to pay Paul, okay? Because they make this capability available, but they only make it available on the mobile device. So if you're going to record a pronunciation, you've got to go to the mobile device, edit your profile there, and it will, and it will show you a, a tap that you can tap and then record your 10 seconds worth of mobile device. Now, once you record it on the mobile and you like it and you say, that's what I want, it will show up on the desktop, okay? Which, you know, you can go to anybody's desktop and all you got to do is right next to the name, click that little speaker icon and it will play, okay? So... That's a good thing. I mean, it's great for some folks who, again, have hard to pronounce names, but it's also great for some folks who want to put something on there that brands them a little bit more. It's kind of against LinkedIn's terms of service to put anything other than your, your pronunciation in there. But LinkedIn kind of lets people get away with that. <laughs> well, you're the LinkedIn stuff. guru. You're telling us. To <laughs> and I'm telling you to do something that LinkedIn says that you shouldn't do. Well, I love you. Know, you. <laughs> yeah. If you read the help file on it, it would say that you shouldn't put anything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now there's another one as well. And again, you know, these capabilities, this one's been out long enough that that pronunciation one's been out long enough that you probably will find it. Okay. The other thing is that one of the things that I've discovered about link, well, two things that I've discovered about LinkedIn, okay, over my years and years and years on LinkedIn is that the first thing is that LinkedIn loves to hide stuff. Well, like I said, they just hid that one on the mobile. You'd never find it if you only went looking on, for it on the desktop. The second thing about LinkedIn is LinkedIn loves to change stuff. I mean, if you've been off LinkedIn for a week, something's changed on it. I can almost guarantee you, okay? So another one that they are rolling out that I don't even have yet, okay? is something called Cover Story. It is also on the mobile, okay? If you go to your mobile, bring up your profile on the mobile, you will see a, a, a red plus sign over the top of your picture. And you can tap that red plus sign and that, that will allow you to record a 30 second intro video that people can then, that, that, that then you can upload and will be on the desktop and on the mobile. And when people come to your profile, it plays this little piece of it. It doesn't, doesn't say anything, but it plays a, a certain portion of it to signify to people that you've got one. And then if they want to, they can click on it and see the rest of it. So you, get your, you could actually put your 30 second speech, your, you know, et cetera. And for heaven's sake, don't do this. Don't put a pitch. I'm selling, huh? wanna buy a watch? Wanna buy a watch? No, don't do that on that one, okay? Because LinkedIn is not the right place to do that kind of sales. It's just not. Okay, but that will allow you to put that up on your profile and then people can come and see a video version of you as well. It's, it's a nice thing. I don't have it yet. Okay, I don't know when I'm going to get it. I, I can't, I may be the LinkedIn guru, but LinkedIn doesn't tell me when it rolls out what to who. Okay? <laughs> so, so, you know, as a matter of fact, let's go with, the, go with the disclaimer right now. I am not associated with Microsoft or LinkedIn in any way, shape or form. I'm independent. I just do my thing. And hopefully I can tell people how great LinkedIn is and they won't pay me for that. Uh, well, no, I'm kidding. I, they, I don't want them to pay me for it. But, but I also, I don't want to be associated with them in any way, shape or form as well, because, because I'm not representing LinkedIn. I'm just representing my mm -hmm. viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So now so, one, so, other, one other thing to, yeah. to finish that one off is that unless you have that feature, you will not be able to see that feature on anybody else's profile. What's up with that? <laughs> I don't understand that one at all, 
But when they eventually get it rolled out far enough, I'll actually be able to see other people's cover stories. But I can't even see anybody's cover story yet because I don't have the capability to put up cover mm -hmm. stories yet. Well, they did change that feature because you used to be able to see the stories across the top when they rolled it out in at first. And I thought, why can't I see this anymore? And that's probably why I need to look for that plus sign. So thank you for that. Yep, yep. Um, on a mobile device, either on an iPad or, or an Android or whatever, go to your profile and there should be a plus sign right in the middle of your picture. Perfect. Okay, so a couple more things. Um, I'll go to this one first. Profile individually or business page. So if you own a business, should you be setting it up as a page or as a profile? Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now, Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. Ooh, heaven, for heaven's sakes, no, don't set up your business as a profile, okay? Set up you as the person, as the personal profile, but set up a business page. And yeah, even I have a business page, okay? I have a LinkedIn page. LinkedIn used to call it company pages. Everybody else still calls it company pages. LinkedIn now just calls it LinkedIn a LinkedIn page. Okay, whatever. It's a, you know, it's a company page. It's about a company, so it's a company page to me but I do even have a company page. Now, I'm not a real company. If you look at my profile long enough, you'll read the, the disclaimer there too, is that I don't even, I'm not a real company, okay? I don't do business, I don't sell anything, I'm just a person, okay? But I created a company page because it gives me more credibility. It makes me look more professional. It actually lets me put a logo on my profile that represents my company as well. And guess what my logo looks like? Ta-da! Okay. Superman. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, thank goodness it's it's public domain. I mean, you know, honestly, the good news about Superman is that Superman is one of the few things that's older than me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Superman's over eighty years old now. So, you know, go so, get your kryptonite. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and some days LinkedIn is my kryptonite. Believe me, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, but that's the, the proper way to do it. Create yourself as, as a person, then create a company page that you own. And the reason you want to really do that is that it does keep them separate, but they are both avenues to get different sets of followers, to get different sets. You know, one neat thing about owning a company page on LinkedIn is that you can go out there and you can invite every single one of your connections to follow your company page. Okay, so you've got capabilities you you can't do that directly okay on your on your personal profile if people come to your profile they can click follow if you've got the follow button up but there's no guarantees and you can't ask anybody to except of course in a post or message or something but you can ask and directly invite people to follow your company page mm -hmm. so so it, it gets you more credibility from a company perspective as well and then you can actually have your employees 
interact with all of the personal people who belong to the company, interact with the company page and get it some traction, as well as you doing something on your own personal profile, which will get you more traction as well. So um, this whole question in people's mind about connect or follow, what's the okay. difference? It is a personal preference. There is a difference, okay? If you actually connect with someone, the major difference is that you can actually then send direct messages back and forth, okay? You and I, well, I, I don't know. Did you follow me first? I think yes. you did. Didn't yes, you? I think because you said, wait, do it this way. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and, and that's the other thing is that, is that there, when you go to some people's profile, you're gonna see a follow button. Mm -hmm. When you go to other people's profile, you're gonna see a connect button, okay? That's their preference. You can set that preference yourself, by the way. It's in the, it's in the, the settings and privacy area. And you can set that setting to show the follow button versus the connect button. Following, here's the difference to me. When you are connecting with someone, they are going to be a part of your network. And your network is like your net worth. It's, just, it's gold, okay? Mm. You should protect your network. You should connect with people. And let's, from the standpoint of connecting, a, a, there's about a million different types of philosophies about this. But my philosophy is connecting with someone because I am actually going to build a longer term relationship with them. And I am going to become friends with them eventually, maybe even, et cetera. And, or at least business friends with them, et cetera. And the point being is that, that that's where the connection piece comes in. At the same time though, okay, and if someone actually goes to try to connect with me, it's gonna tell them that, that, that I'm gonna want an email. You're gonna to need to know my email in order to connect with me. That's just my personal preference. I'm not trying to be standoffish, but what I would like to do first is actually talk with you and meet with you before we connect. Right. Okay? So we can figure out what the, the win-win situation for us is because networking is what it's all about. And networking, a good friend of mine defines networking as the exchange of information for mutual benefit. Okay. So it should be good for both parties if you go through this process. Mm -hmm. Now, the cool part about following though, and the reason I changed my, my connect button to follow is that, you know, I want to focus here in the local geographic area and do my thing, butts and seats, you know, like we talked about before. Okay. And I want to have a bigger connection in the local environment than I do worldwide. But you know what? I still want to help people worldwide. So anyone who actually follows me then has a chance of seeing my stuff in their, their homepage feed. So that, you know, if you follow LinkedIn says, oh, you followed this person, you're going to want to see some what they, what they're doing. Okay. So connecting with somebody is, 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 is the ultimate thing because it's, it's a networking thing. It's, it's a building a relationship kind of thing. Following someone, okay. Gets you all the benefits without all the, all the commitment, if you will. Okay. Because you can get the benefit of their content, follow what they do on LinkedIn, but not necessarily engage with them. And oh, by the way, it's so easy to engage with people that you are not connected with. That I have conversations daily with people over in the United Kingdom and other places all around the world that I'm not connected with. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to be connected with someone to have a conversation. All you have to do is go to their content and actually interact with it, engage with it, okay? And, and, and that's really what it takes. And that's, that's another piece of that participate P, okay? Is engage with people's content because that participation is not only you putting out content, not everybody wants to do that. I get that, okay? Not everybody wants to put a post out there, okay? That's okay. And honestly, if you, but if you want to differentiate yourself, putting a post out there would be a really good way to do it because 
here's a, here's a here's a LinkedIn guru fact. Okay, LinkedIn guru fact. The way okay, guru's tip of the day. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the tip of the day is that you should know how many people are out there on LinkedIn. There are seven hundred and seventy million of your closest friends out there. Okay, so that makes a worldwide possibility of, of people that you could connect with. Okay, but speaking of content and participate. Only 1% of those people actually put out any kind of a content on a weekly basis. That's all. Wow. So that's a really easy way to differentiate yourself is actually putting out content that you want to give to your network and help your network with. So okay. can I answer that question as far as difference between connect and follow? Yes. And I just, I've put it this all on the chat. So I was just capturing your notes here. Um, I have a few more things because I think this is awesome, Jeff, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you, because thank you. so many people, you know, they're struggling with like, what's the right way to show up. And so um, four more things that I want to kind of network into this articles, you know, what's the right way to do articles, groups, paid versus free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the teaching platform. So the teaching community. What's the value in people that are representing, facilitating, doing trainings um, to get into that piece? So I'll let you kind of take it from, from a there. From a teacher's perspective, if you yes. want. Okay. Yes. All right. So the first one was um, articles. Articles. All right. Okay. The difference between an article and a post, I just talked about a post. Okay. When you when you want to do a post, you go to the homepage feed and you say start a post or you click you know one of those buttons that is up at the top and you can start building something and, and, and you can build a post. A post is a temporary kind of thing. It is something that's going to go out to the feed and then start scrolling away and go bye bye. Okay, and and unless people interact with it, it won't get much of a traction, you know, etc. Okay, but the difference between a post and an article is an article is what I call the, it's the it's the marketing term, the technical marketing term called sticky. Okay, it sticks to your profile. It's going to be with your profile forever, and anybody can come back to see it. So if anybody wants to see my articles, all they got to do is go down and basically click on see all activity and then punch the article button and they'll see all the articles that I've written as well. They're all out there. They're all there for free. The articles are longer. Okay. A maximum, the maximum number of characters on a post, LinkedIn loves to change things. They just changed this recently. LinkedIn, the maximum number of characters on a post used to be 1300. Mm -hmm. They just increased it to 3000 characters. Oh my goodness. I know. It's too much. I, yeah. I, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, think that's, that's too much. Because if there was a limit of 1,300, the good news about the 1,300 is you had to be concise. You had to, you had to have it one thought. You had to put it down you know, and make it, make it count, right? And if you couldn't get it done in 1,300, I doubt you're going to do much better in 3,000. Now um, you've got 17 extra characters for hashtags. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. Well, and that would be part of the way that people would abuse it is that they would put too many hashtags or they would, or they would start mentioning people. They'd start tagging people and they have this big long list of tag people. I hate it when you do stuff called tag stuffing, mention stuffing. Don't do that. That's, that's a terrible thing to do on LinkedIn. Okay. All right. So but it's now 3,000 characters. So you get a little bit more, but there's absolutely no formatting to it, okay? You, you, you basically just have some text and that's all you can do. Article is practically unlimited. I, I think there actually is a physical limit, but I think it's like 120,000 characters. Mm. So this is like writing a magazine article online and you can put all kinds of graphics in it and charts and links and you know, all, all kinds of media. Okay, inside there. So it's a much more robust platform for 
doing content or putting stuff out there. So it's a, a longer form. It, it, it basically, though, gets to be a lot more in depth so that you can get into a topic. It, it would, it, you know, you could take, you know, you could take your newsletter. If you actually publish a newsletter, you could publish your entire newsletter in an article on LinkedIn and, and just leverage it. I, I guess, I guess the, 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 the term they use is repurpose it from yep. your newsletter into LinkedIn, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and there, there's a, there's a philosophy behind that as well, by the way. Okay. It, it's, it's what's, it's called, it's called the poor philosophy, P-O-R-E. Okay. Post once, repurpose everywhere. Mm. Okay. Now I didn't make that up, but I don't know who did. And I have, I'm sorry, I can't give credit. I love to give credit to other people, but I don't know who did that, but it was post once, repurpose everywhere is a great way to look at social media in terms of, of putting stuff out there that repurpose it for the platform wherever you are on and repurpose it for as an article as opposed to a post as opposed to you know etc so that, that's really good and it, and it brings a whole new meaning to pour it on okay <laughs> okay so so it works well that way as well that's so, awesome so before you before you leave that so when you um i know that linkedin one time i was looking at it so you can um push, if you will, push your LinkedIn information to another platform. I think it's in one of those settings. So is that just where can you share your Insta, your uh, LinkedIn post if you well, wanted you, to connect okay, it? There, there, since LinkedIn has some um, agreements with a, a couple of other places, okay, the only other place that LinkedIn will allow you to share is related to a post. It will actually allow you to share it as a post on LinkedIn and feed it to Twitter. Yeah. Okay, immediately but there's no place else that it will allow you to do that okay? because linkedin well honestly look linkedin's a business so linkedin wants to let linkedin wants to enhance uh entice you to stay on linkedin right okay? but but so you could do a post at the same time and then pop it out to twitter if you've got a twitter account okay yep. I, I don't i don't go there anymore i used to but i don't anymore well like facebook and instagram right are now married and so you really have to think about the yeah. strategy behind if you're going to go to LinkedIn, if you've not been to LinkedIn, if you're on Twitter, it may be a great way to kind of build that brand again, you know, and, and, and that following. Time. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, and, and it's more effective and efficient to do it one post and it goes both places, of course. But there's, you're not, you'd have to repurpose, put it on Facebook. You'd have to repurpose it, to put it on YouTube. You had to repurpose it, to put it on Instagram. You have to repurpose it, to put it on Pinterest. You know, and don't ask me how. I have no idea. I'm not a Pinterest guru. I'm a LinkedIn guru. Okay, so I'm not going in. And Tumblr and all. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too I many. missed out. Too many. TMI. Too much information. But you know what? The thing is, when you build a brand, if you stay with one platform, um, I've got way more engagement, I think, for myself, just what I want to do, right? What I want to represent. Just yeah. the Facebook and LinkedIn. And then I, I push things to YouTube. But um, it's just your strategy, right? You got to figure out your own strategy for it. Absolutely. Um, well, and, and that gets to a point where, where don't come to LinkedIn going, you know, shotgun, yeah. scattergun approach. Okay. That's not, that's not going to work. You need a purpose. You need a goal. Okay. And, and, and reason for being on LinkedIn in the first place. Now I can't give you that. You got to decide what that is, but, 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 the social media experts that I've talked to, and I'm not, I am by no means a social media expert. Like I said, I'm the LinkedIn guru, not anything else. Okay. But every one of the social media experts that I talk to, they ask their clients one question about when they want to build a brand, they ask them one question, where are your customers? Mm -hmm. Okay. And as long as you find that place where your customers are, 
that's where you spend most of your time. That's where you put your strategy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay so, one. okay. so the second one is groups. So how do you best use a group? Like Facebook is different, but the groups that you want to be involved in or that you want to create on LinkedIn, tell us about that strategy. Well, anybody can create a group. Uh, all you got to do is look up, you know, create a group. But I, I don't even remember where you go to do this anymore because it's been so long since I did it. Um, but I think if you actually go look at uh, a, a list of your groups, there's a create a group up in the upper right hand corner. I'm not sure. I can't remember. And LinkedIn will probably change it on me anyway. But the reason you would create a group is because you are trying to create a community or a sub community. Okay. So I have a group that I call, well, actually, originally I called it tips for all levels of experience. Okay. And everybody would come back to me and ask me, Jeff, why didn't you call it LinkedIn tips forever? Well, there's only one word as far as title is concerned in a group that only LinkedIn can use the word LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> So now my group, and so, but if you looked at, if you looked up tips for every level of experience, if you actually type that into the search bar, it would actually show it to me. But now my group is actually called LI space tips for all levels. So it's LinkedIn tips in abbreviated. Now I created that group in order to allow people to come and share tips and ask questions and share ideas and have conversations to some degree like this over a longer period of time. So have a reason for creating a group, then create that group. And oh, by the way, then you can start to invite your connections okay, into that group as well. So there's a, if you own the group, you can invite all your connections to become a part of that group and start that group. Now, again, have a reason for doing it, have, make it a community, but please, if you're going to create a group, you must commit to managing that group <laughs> because if you don't, there will be people who will join your group that will spam fest you to death. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's part of the reason that groups have had a bad reputation on LinkedIn. They don't as much anymore, but they did have a bad reputation on LinkedIn because they became a spam pool. Mm -hmm. It was just nothing but spam. It was output, 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 no interaction, no community, et cetera. Okay? It's better now. And LinkedIn is continuing to try to improve groups. And, and one, little, one little feature about groups that people don't realize, and this is, I know, guru's tip of the day again, okay, <laughs> is if you're joining a group and you actually really want to make sure that you can interact with a group, you have to be notified about what happens on the group. If someone posts something, you should be notified about it. Well, you won't be unless you actually go to that group and go up to the top and look for a little bell icon that gives you three possibilities. Show me all new posts show me stuff I might be interested in or don't show me anything. And LinkedIn doesn't default to all posts. So literally there could be tons of posts going by you that you'll never see unless you go to that group, click that little icon and say, notify me of every new post. And if you don't like it, well, turn it off. It's, you, know, you, you can you know, adjust it, okay? but that's, that's one way to do it. And, and groups are fantastic if they are used correctly. And, and honestly, they're great because of the fact that, you know what, you can send a direct message through a group to anybody who's a member of the group. You don't have to be connected with them there either. Okay. So I do that all the time. And if you join my group, if you actually look up LinkedIn tips for, you know, for, for all levels of experience and join my group, first thing you're going to get from me is a message that you'll have to say yes to. You'll have to accept the message okay, that says, here's the rules of my group. Okay. Don't follow the rules. Your history. You're out of here. Okay. 
And that's the way I run my group. And people seem to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I think the other value is the analytics, right? When you have a group, I think on LinkedIn more than anywhere else that I've seen is you can really help, even if your group is small, you can help feed and post and make comments on each other's comment pages or uh, uh, articles. And that really helps to kind of push up those analytics, right? Ch- people do challenges. I've been on 30 day video challenges. And it's really fun because you all start to engage in a completely different way when you commit to the group. Think of groups as a breakout room that is running 24 7, 365. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's just like that. That's awesome. All right. So uh, two more paid versus free. Okay. I'm going to do the real short version of this one. Okay. Because there are reasons to pay for LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a business. LinkedIn actually is an $8 billion a year business. People don't know that one either. Okay. Um, People don't even realize that Microsoft owns LinkedIn. And when Microsoft bought LinkedIn in 2016, they paid $26.2 billion for it. That's a B folks. Okay. So Microsoft thought it was pretty important. Uh, and they need to make their money back. So yes, LinkedIn charge, uh, charges people, okay? Now, there are reasons to pay for, for LinkedIn, but you've got to think about what your goal is here as well and determine whether or not that's useful for you. I will tell you that I've never paid for LinkedIn because of the fact that I've always been able to get around it for free. I got what I needed out of LinkedIn for free. I've, I've accomplished my goals for free. You know, I've built thousands of followers and I didn't pay LinkedIn for any of that capability. But there are reasons to pay because LinkedIn still gets 60% of its $8 billion worth of income from recruiting services. So if you're a recruiter, that might be a really good reason to pay for LinkedIn because you're going to need the extra capabilities. If you're a salesperson, there's a special piece of LinkedIn called Sales Navigator that you probably wouldn't want to pay for. Okay. If you're a business owner, it's not honestly that expensive to have a business and pay for LinkedIn premium. I think it's something like 65 bucks a month, US bucks, okay? Which isn't too bad. You don't have to make too much of a profit on your business to pay for 65 bucks a month. So again, there are reasons to pay for LinkedIn. And one final package is if you're in a job search, there's a career package. It's the least capable and also the cheapest. It's about 30 bucks a month or so. And you really don't get much out of it. So I usually you know, advise people, eh, don't go there. You can get what you need for free as long as you learn how to use the tool. Mm-hmm. So there are reasons to pay for it. Most of the time I say no. I really, I mean, it, what LinkedIn gives you when you pay is more of what you got for free. So they may cut you off at five of something that you can only see five of these if, you are, you know, if, you're, if you're not paying for LinkedIn. They'll let you see the last 90 days worth of something. For example, it's like the people who viewed your profile is what I'm talking about. The last 90 days worth of people if you pay for it. Mm-hmm. Well, that might be worth it for you. So the good news is, okay, Final thing is that you can get premium for free for a month and try it, mm-hmm. okay? Now, here's my caution about that one, folks. It's just like the profile. It's not a field of dreams. If you buy premium for a month for free, guess what you should do? Beat the crap out of it, okay? <laughs> Figure out what it's going to give you that you really think might be worth paying for, okay? Mm-hmm. So first thing is, do me a favor, beat it up, okay? bang on it for a solid month and figure out what it, whether or not it's worth it or not. Second thing is, do me this favor. Five days before, okay, they charge your credit card, okay, 
I don't care what it takes, put post-it notes on your refrigerator, put neon signs on your garage. I don't care what it takes, but do something to put something on your calendar that says cancel this sucker before they charge me. Okay. Because that way you won't have to deal with the prorate or the refund or the blah, 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 blah. That, by the way, those are two words that LinkedIn can't define. Prorate <laughs> and refund. I don't know why, but they just don't. They got your money and they don't, you know, so. Very cool. All right. The last thing, and thank you, we've gone so long and I love you for this because this is really so impactful. All right. Um, teaching, the teaching platforms that they just created in this community. Uh, I think this is amazing for all kinds of businesses. Tell us about what your thoughts are. What's the best use of this? Who needs to be doing it? Well, first of all, that might be, you know, are you talking about LinkedIn learning? I assume, right? Okay. Well, by the way, meanwhile, back at the premium, that might be a reason for you to actually want to pay for LinkedIn because you get access to all that LinkedIn learning for free. And it's a huge amount of stuff. They bought a company several years ago called lynda.com and then they made it LinkedIn learning and it is a ton of stuff. So it might be worth paying for it for that as well. However, I've always been able to tell people, look, by the way, if you've got a library card and you, and you, and you live in a city that your library actually supplies you uh, online access with that library card, you can actually go get the library's LinkedIn learning and not have to pay for LinkedIn learning. So, but it is a wonderful platform. It's so, it's so diverse. It's so huge. It's so comprehensive that if you're into learning, I think you should do that and train yourself. And oh, by the way, maybe that might be a reason for you to pay for LinkedIn for a certain period of time and then maximize the learning that you can do because you can get some, you can actually take tests and quizzes on LinkedIn that will actually give you badges that you can put on your profile that says, I'm not certifications. It's like, you're not going to get a PMP through, through, through LinkedIn, <laughs> but, but oh, you might on. get a badge that says, I passed this test and I passed this test and I passed this test. And, it, and it's validation of the skills. You can take skills quizzes. Okay. So that's another good reason to do it as well. And, and, and I, I, I got to tell you though, that one of my biggest uses of LinkedIn is because I am a teacher, I am teaching, but you know what, as a teacher, one of the other things that I've always discovered that is great to be as a teacher is a lifelong learner. And I learn so much from people like you, Melanie, and people, all the people that I connect with all over the world. I learn so much from those people. And, and, and that enhances me so that then I can pay it forward and give it to somebody else as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it is a, I think LinkedIn, learning on LinkedIn is one of the things that you should have as a goal. Mm -hmm. It's, yes, it is a networking tool. Yes, it is even a sales tool if you want to sell correctly and, and build, you know, and prospecting tool and all that but it's a tool that will help you learn a great deal just by interacting with people who are smarter than you are. And boy, there's a ton of those people out there from my perspective anyway. Ugh, I agree. There are so many times when you can just follow a post, make a comment, and you would be surprised at the influencers that actually respond and say, thanks for following. Thanks for the comment. Because yep. right now, especially through COVID, I think uh, my last question for you before I let you go is, how do you think all this has changed through COVID? Because everybody only had the internet to connect to. Um, what do you think, you know, I guess we said it's a little bit better. We feel like it's a little, they've updated a lot of stuff, but what do you see really has changed how LinkedIn is going in the future to kind of respond to all this activity now that's happened through COVID? Yeah. I think from a LinkedIn perspective, and they will support this going forward, 
LinkedIn became a whole lot more important because, well, at least it did to me, because it was the only outlet I had. Mm-hmm. I was locked down. I had to be able to network with people. I had to be able to talk with people. And it's amazing the opportunities that COVID has given me on LinkedIn. I mean, a, a perfect illustration of this is that one of my Mondays several months ago was at 9 a.m. I was having, I was doing a podcast with a gentleman in Dubai. Okay. That was 9 a.m. my time, eight hours later, his time. Okay. At 5 p.m. my time, the next day in Australia, I was doing a LinkedIn Live with a lady there. Okay. Those opportunities all came through LinkedIn. Okay. So that is the key to utilizing LinkedIn and networking through LinkedIn because those opportunities are there if you're looking for it. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that COVID has done more than anything else is I think there's two things that it's actually started to solidify. First of all, the virtual world. Okay. We've become virtual. We, we had to get virtual. A lot of companies had to become virtual. They had to have their people working from home and, and interacting through virtual methods. And I think one of the things that's going to happen, even though COVID is getting better and, and you know, it's getting better every single day, at least hope, 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 hope. Okay. But, but I think what's happened is that it's moved the needle over here as far as virtual is concerned. So it's going to be important and it's going to remain important. It's going to come back some. Okay, because there's nothing like being in a group of people and being face to face, but it's not going to come back as far as it was before. So I think LinkedIn is going to be a help to that as well, working in a much more flexible work environment, a virtual environment, et cetera. Okay. The other piece that has solidified by COVID is that a lot of people have had to pivot. Everybody's used that word once or twice during COVID. Okay. And they've had to reinvent themselves. I think LinkedIn is going to be a huge support to what is called the gig economy. If you want to hang out your own shingle and you want to start your own business, by golly, you can do it now a whole lot easier than you used to be able to do it because of the technology that that exists and because of tools like LinkedIn, where you can actually go out there and you can find your customers through a networking tool like LinkedIn. Mm. Does that make sense? Wow. Okay, you get the balloon again. This is awesome. No, you're just so great, Jeff. And I so appreciate your time because, you know, when we were trying to organize this and I just had a lot of scheduling things happening. So I appreciate you rescheduling this for tonight because I knew the value, the bombs, man, that people can use, even if you just do one thing, one thing that we talked about tonight, you were going to show up as a encouraging influencer um, have the right profile picture, do the phonetics if you need to on your voice, uh, you do your background. You know, you can also change that solid background to, to make it a banner for yourself, for your brand. Even if you're just an individual, do something that is professional so that you can represent um, who you are and, um, and just show up, right? Show up to connect. It's the poor value. It's, um, I'm going to go back over this here. There were a couple of things that I posted in here, profile people participate and use your hashtags. Um, network is your net worth. That's huge. It's huge. It's huge. If you want to become bigger, see yourself bigger. Um, but poor is post once and repurpose everywhere and, um, turn on your notifications for the groups and, uh, try premium for 30 days and really use to learn all of those resources. Wow. Mm, that's <laughs> that was awesome. 
Wow. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground. Yes. So if you need details, go back through this, um, watch this again, do the replay, do hashtag replay. You can connect to Jeff on LinkedIn. Go to Jeff Young on LinkedIn, the LinkedIn guru, hashtag, as Jimmy Fallon would say, <laughs> hashtag, uh, the LinkedIn guru, and, uh, and connect to him because you can find all of these things. Get into his groups for the tips on LinkedIn, the LI tips. Yeah. Uh, and you can learn a ton. And so try it out. Let us know how it's going because if you have questions, if you have hurdles, um, if you find out something new that we didn't know, share it with us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's that would how be, I learn all the time. That would be really fun. One more, one more tip of the day. Yes. If you want, if you want to improve your profile, okay, there is actually is an assessment by one of my close friends from Toronto, Canada, on my featured section. So go to my featured section, look for like the fourth item, and you'll find a, a an article that is a, an assessment. It's a PDF that you can actually download. That is, uh, are you on, are you on LinkedIn or are you truly LinkedIn? Okay. <laughs> And that is her assessment. It's the best ever. And I can't take credit for it. Actually, the only thing I can take credit for it is when she originally created it, she created it as 20 questions. Okay. I said, I said, by the way, her name is Shelly Elslinger. I got to give her a shout out. Okay. She's my sister from another mister. Okay. So, so Shelly, Shelly's got this assessment. And the only input I had to it was, Shelly, you should make this bigger. It, it needs to be more than 20 questions. So it is now over the over the years, it is 120 different yes or no questions as to whether or not you're doing the right thing as far as your profile and LinkedIn is concerned. So it's a great assessment. That's awesome. All right, everybody, go there and get it today because uh, that is awesome. And that'll help you understand how to think about things too as you're building maybe your first time you have a profile or your business page. And so to really get connected. Love it. Thank you, Melody. This has been fantastic. I love it. This has been awesome. All I right. A, I wish I had a balloon. <laughs> Third balloon. Oh. <laughs> that is time. awesome. All right. So remember, Superman, go and listen to Jeff's um, audio on his profile page because it's really fun. And you'll it'll just close your eyes and it'll take you back to those days of it's yeah, a bird, it's, it's a plane. In the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, Jeff, this is awesome. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And um, and I, I know that you're going to get lots of followers and connections. And um, thank you for being the LinkedIn guru. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Wonderful. Have a great night, Jeff. You're fantastic. You too. Namaste. Thanks. <laughs> this has been a Joe Studios production.